Uh, hey there, I'm Gilda. And I'm Steph, and I am so high right now that as I was getting ready to record this episode, I forgot what I was doing. Yeah, that happened a bit, maybe, um, on my end as well. So, we might sound a bit different tonight, and by might, I mean I know we do. My computer has maybe officially died for good, and we are recording this through FaceTime, recording it through a microphone hooked up to an iPad, and I, we're doing our best. We will hopefully be up and running within the next few weeks. But until then, we should also explain why today we are covering Season 2, Episode 5. Uh, we recorded it last week, and my computer uh, died shortly thereafter. So it ate the episode, hosted by Karen Black, with musical performances by John Prine. So um, that's the deal with that. So we maybe have a lost it's episode. Kind of okay, I think. Yeah. To no, you're good. No, please it was do. A horrible episode. Oh God, it and so the whole time, all we were talking about was how horrible the episode was. We can only talk about it for like forty minutes. Yeah. No. It it, it was going to be the world's shortest episode, guys, because. 10, I'd say 10 to 12 minutes of that 40 minutes was us talking about stuff that we'd be cutting. Like, it was painful to watch. Um, but yeah, so tonight, uh, this is the podcast. Yeah, well, yeah, we're Saturday Night High. Uh, we get high and we talk a lot. Yes, Saturday Night High, unedited, <laughs> uncut, I don't know. Um... <laughs> I, I was thinking through what I was going to say earlier, and everything I was coming up with just sounded too filthy to say, to put on the internet forever, so it was just like, you know what, I'm hoping she handles that. Um, but yeah, so yeah, go on, please, introduce the episode. This is hosted by Steve Martin, and the musical guest was Kiki Friedman. This aired October 23rd, 1976, and this is season two, episode five. Yeah, and again, it was filmed in Brooklyn due to election coverage, um, which they kind of stayed away from this week, which I was fine with that. The election came up only a few times, and I was like, all right, cool. Right. I think it was a good mix of staying alert politically, but not, you know, going overboard with yeah. election debate, all that. No, I agree. Um... The cold open was the Yankees. I mean, I were, I'm guessing they were in the World Series that year. I don't know. I'm not a big baseball person. Um, but I guess they were in the World Series, and maybe they lost. I don't know if it was a game or the actual series. But the coach is on a stool, and the players are all dejected, and he's, like, trying to give them this pep talk. And I was the top half of this man's body, the coach. Right. And I was like, oh no, is this going where I think this is going? And it did. Uh, you see Chevy Chase get up, and the coach was like, I won't let you guys down again. And he's like, you sure won't. And he kicks the chair out from underneath the coach. And he hangs? I'm pretty sure that was the fucking, like, A, what the fuck was he doing up there? B... What the fuck? Right, well, I thought that he was giving a pep talk to the team, but I guess he was giving his, like, you know, final words. I, yeah, it was, it took a fucking dark turn, and I was hoping 
it wasn't going to go there, but it did. <clears throat> um, yeah, um, it did. That's a tough way to start the episode. Right? I, I Yeah, I was just like, oh, fuck, really? And I don't know if you noticed this. I'm pretty sure Michael O'Donohue was in this episode a few times, and I don't know if he just ended up writing a bit more for this show or what the fuck, but it was dark. Yeah, I did notice him a few times. I was like, who is this white man? Anyways, <laughs> speaking of who is this white man, this week we had Steve Martin, as previously mentioned, and for the monologue, first thing I saw was a banjo, and I was like, oh, what the fuck's about to happen? But then I saw Steve Martin wearing all white, an all white suit, and he had a lot of hair. I don't know. I guess I was expecting him to look exactly as he looks today. <coughs> Maybe that was my mistake. Yeah, no, he did have quite a bit of hair, and, I mean, he was a good-looking guy. He still is a good-looking guy, um, at least from my opinion. Um, I, Gilda likes older guys, don't worry about it. Um, but, uh, yeah, so, um, yeah, it was him, but Steve Martin does actually play banjo, and he's released an album or two. I know I've seen him play on Colbert, not, like, in person, but, like, I've watched the performance, He's like a legit, I, he, he does it as a side thing. It's just his hobby. Um, he played it real well. Yeah. there. He had some odd moments during this, and I was like, oh no, is he like absolutely flopping up there? Um, the only thing that I truly laughed at was he's like, here's something you don't often see. And he just like pulls his mouth apart and starts hopping up and down. And I was like, what the actual fuck? Where did that come from? He has a really wacky sense of humor, but yeah, for a minute there, he was just kind of doing, like, a stand-up bit that wasn't exactly working no. in that moment for him. No, it was not. Um, and then the first sketch was an ad for milk with actor Chevy Chase talking about milk, and when the sketch begins, they're on take 32 of him speaking about milk, and he's just talking about it. He's not even, I don't know. It was just a really short sketch, and I didn't even laugh. He was riffing on, like, the pros and cons of milk, but, like, all just really bad things about milk and just dissing it. It was out of fucking left field. Oh, I wasn't even paying attention to what he was saying. Shit, I should have... Oh, yeah, no, he was just, like, he was just, like, absolutely, like, shitting on milk, and it was kind of funny, but it was, like, st- it was, like, talk about milk, or, like, sometimes he'd stand up for it, but, yeah, it was... I don't know. I, I I thought it was kind of funny, but just weird. Which that's not necessarily a bad thing. No, that's what I thought about the next sketch. This was Jeopardy nineteen ninety nine with an exclamation point at the end for those of you back home. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> yeah. This was it was like a prediction of the future of a future game show and. As someone who lived through 1999, I thought this was just like, I was like, wow, that's off. Um, but no, I, uh, it was, Steve Martin was a game show host, but the topics were all like U.S. history related. I have all of them written down. Oh my God, please take it away. The categories were medicine, movies, television, U.S. history, Mutant viruses and nuclear accidents. <laughs> it, was, it was just so. I mean, it was kind of funny. Um, they had a really bad abortion joke in there. 
Um, yeah, they called it baby killing. Yeah, didn't didn't really like that. Um, the they had a sly dig at Chevy Chase, who uh, he was the answer to one of the questions. Uh, it, one of the questions. Um, <clears throat> it was like this star flopped after leaving. NBC Saturday night, and yeah, I, I thought that was funny. Yeah, no, that was great. And they had, like, an ad break within the sketch of the 1999 ads, which were all just, I don't remember that, but they were wacky. They were fucked up. One of, the last one was, like, a monkey torture kit, but it doesn't come with the monkeys. And it was like, what? I think he said something like, but it doesn't come with the monkeys. And then he said somebody's name, but I don't remember which one it was. I can't remember. It was one of the three contestants, which we, I don't know if we said, it was Chevy Chase, Lori Newman, right? And then, uh, what's his name? Steve? No? Uh, No, it was Dan Aykroyd, and then Steve Martin was the game show host. I had this written on the other side of the paper that I just flipped, and I didn't want to flip it back because it made so much damn noise. (laughs) So I was like, I'll do it all for my high memory. Oh, yeah. And then we had Kinky Friedman's performance. He performed a song called Dear Abby. Um, I, it was all right. Uh, I kind of, after he mentioned a girl who was much too young, that was like all I could focus on for the rest of the fucking performance. I was like, wait, what the fuck? Like, Yeah, I believe this was his only song eh. in the episode. And it does seem like usually the musical guests in season two were getting, you know, more than one song. But yeah. Hey, the norm is, I mean, the norm even then was two. Sometimes you get three if it's like a Paul Simon or something. Oh, yeah. Um, Paul Simon episodes are filled with Paul Simon. Yeah, which, I mean, I don't mind. I love me some Paul Simon. Um, yeah, I, uh... Yeah, and then we went into Weekend Update. Um, <clears throat> sorry, I got really high and then I forgot we couldn't edit this. And I was like, oh no, shit, you need to talk. Um, <laughs> I hate that. Uh, yeah, so um, we went into Weekend Update and it opens with a blowjob joke. And he's like, Chevy Chase is like, no, no, you don't actually blow on it. That's just an expression. And the crowd went wild. And so, I mean, I assume, I mean, for 1976, that was pretty fucking risque for late night tv so honestly i was okay with that i was like all right do it you're leaving soon who gives a shit yeah that was bold i appreciated that um and you know then he did some jokes about the election and ford and the usual compared good i didn't have anything to really say what were you gonna say no he made a joke about jimmy carter dressing up as Eleanor Roosevelt and it was like what the fuck but I'm not gonna lie the picture I don't know if it was edited or if it was Eleanor Roosevelt my eyes were just playing tricks on me um but, I thought that was Eleanor Roosevelt okay um I get yeah. I mean they were saying they had a similar facial structure features um okay I I'm not used to smoking joints so much I burned oh my gosh, right that's what I just smoked. Oh. All right. Um, so. <coughs> sorry, guys. That had to happen. Um, so Steve Martin then came out and did a sketch. 
about a German Shepherd digital watchdog. And it was like a digital watch hooked to a watchdog and something about if you pull the left ear it shows the time and if you pull the right ear it shows the date. And then Gilda Radner comes out with a littler dog and she's like, and there's Lady Fidoflex. It's the watch that guards itself. Right, because products have to be gendered. Anyways, um, <laughs> we went into Chevy Chase uh, referencing back to his hospitalization. I don't, I'm so high because now I'm talking and I'm like, God damn, this is shit. <laughs> you guys, Weekend Update is where we cracked. Um, <laughs> Took 12, about 13 minutes in, cool. Um, <laughs> no way. Oh, yeah, also, there's not going to be intro or outro music. Fuck. Oh, that's so sad. God damn it. All right. Um, All right. Sorry, I, again, I'm not smoking as much, so this is hitting me way harder than normal. Here, okay, I think I got this. So, basically, Chevy Chase said that Jane Curtin is a fine newswoman, and she's going to be joining him for a weekend update, and... Then the camera zooms out, and she's sitting next to him, and I was so excited to see her, and she started talking. I don't remember what she was talking about, but basically, as she's talking, uh, Chevy Chase is mimicking her and doing the same joke that he was doing in season one with, I don't know, I think it was Gilda Radner. I think so, but he did it with a number, excuse me, he did it with a number of guests, but I think it was Gilda Radner. Um, Yeah, I, I was just like, God, I hate him, leave, please. Um, yeah. Al Franken had his, I think his first, well, I don't think his first, but at least not in a sketch. He, uh, walked out onto the weekend update desk or onto the set and was like, um, just like reading over Chevy's shoulder, laughing at the jokes on the page. And I was like, all right, that, that was kind of funny. He was just like snacking on something. Yeah. And Chevy Chase was like, um, I prefer people don't read over my shoulder. <laughs> Which, again, all right, I don't disagree. Um, and then there was some joke about a monkey being flown to D.C. or some, I don't fucking know where. And say the monkey was named Boom Boom and he made the plane crash in Greenland. I don't fucking know. <laughs> I'm sorry. Gilda just looks so high right now. <laughs> try my best if I can get GarageBand to work on the iPad while yeah okay um, I think you should be able to I've never used GarageBand let us know if anybody's listening to this and we didn't figure out how to edit it let us know what the fuck we're doing wrong <laughs> <laughs> I mean I, I'm capable of using it on my laptop I've just never used it on the iPad before um but yeah so the next sketch was like Fucking, it felt like it was 20 minutes long. I don't know if it, well, it actually... was supposed to be a documentary, so I guess it, it, it did feel long. Okay. And at the end, I was like, oh, this is supposed to be one whole little thing. Okay. Like, the whole thing that it was was, like, kind of strange. Yeah, no, I was packing when this was going on, and so I was like, I, I needed to multitask for this. I just had too many things to do. Um, so, That's fair. Yeah, it was so long, and... I don't know, it was just, like, weird parody of beatnik culture, and the only one that I found even remotely funny was Lorraine Newman's bit, um, 
where she did some fucking she popped her shoulders out of her sockets or something. It was fucking creepy she looking. She did interpretive dance. I mean, you no, know, I liked it, but yeah, it was cool. Um, it was just a bunch of yeah, like making fun of beatniks. Like there was a poet, there was a guy on guitar, there was Garrett Morris playing the blues and doing the harmonica while playing guitar, which was actually really great. Yeah. But then at the end, Gilderaner, she's like a waitress in this. She comes up and she she tells him that it was great, and she says she loved Sydney Portier and. Then she tells him to sit down. Jesus. Like, in that order. I just don't know what's happening there, you know? Yeah. I... The, the interpretive dance, I thought I had Lorraine Newman. I think I have that skirt that Lorraine Newman was wearing. Um, and then they did, like, a where are they now thing. A little montage. And they called, and this is their words, not mine. They called Garrett Morris the blind Negro. And I'm like, okay, cool. Um, and by cool, I mean not. Although I suppose it was taking place in the 50s, but still don't say that. Um, yeah, this sketch did kind of give me the vibes of, um, what is it, high school, high school, like the theater, like the play, the, the, the performance, the, <laughs> I'm so fucking high. I, I feel like there's a name for this sketch. It's a recurring sketch. The interpretive, a, or the improv, the impro- the kids that do improv, and it gets, like, it's, like, really funny, but they have, like, the social justice messages at the end, or... So, yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. It's like there's a funky beat behind it, and they're all, like, dancing, and it's like, do-do-do-do-do-do, murder. Like, you know, whatever. That's what you're talking about, right? That's exactly what I'm talking okay, about. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, yeah... And then it ends with, I guess, Gilda Radner's uh, character, Suki Bird, was killed in Vietnam. And that was like kind of like how it ended. And I'm like, how the fuck was that funny? Like, nobody that thought, was... like, yeah. Yeah. Then we had another Looks at Books segment with Jane Curtin. I think this was the first Looks at Books of season two. I believe so. And... This was Steve Martin playing a doctor who wrote a book titled Sex and Sports. And he did a study about athletes having sex before sports or abstaining before sports and how that really impacted their performance. I I don't give I, I don't give any credence to that regardless of this being a sketch, because like everybody's different. Like, you know, what might work for one football player is one thing, and what worked for Joe Namath was inviting a few women back to his hotel room the night before the fucking Super Bowl or some shit. Like, you know, it, it's you, you know you know each it, you know yourself. I don't know. Um, I just thought it was a fucking weird sketch and it was like, oh, and this guy had sex with this guy's girlfriend during the seventh inning stretch and uh the video footage was them fighting, which I thought that was funny. I liked the footage, and I did laugh when they all went in and fought because the guy's girlfriend had, like, fucked everyone during the national anthem <laughs> and like that. <laughs> yeah. And then we had another Gary Weiss film, which uh, it was Gary Weiss and a number of people, I think. Uh, Lip Syncing Autumn in New York by uh, Ronan Farrow's biological father, Frank Sinatra. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, no, it was, it was a lot of people, like, just in different locations in New York. You know, you had taxi cabs, Central Park, and more. 
and yeah, it was cute. Then, really funny, but cute. Yeah, I, it was actually one of the better Gary Weiss films, I thought. Um, and then we went into, I was like, huh, that looks like the set of the Mary Tyler Moore show. And then I heard, ah, oh, Ted Murph, or Murr. Mur yeah, because uh, Murray. Uh, and the guy that played Murray, I think he just died the other day. Um and I was watching old Mary Tyler Moore clips on YouTube, and that was why I was like, huh, that looks really familiar. And it was actually, I think this is the first time Saturday Night Live had parodied something that was, like, current, I believe it was currently on the air. I could be wrong, it may have recently ended, but it felt like, you know, them doing a Sopranos parody or something during the Sopranos run or something like that. And I think that's the first time I've really felt like that during, uh this series so um i can i don't know if you understood this or you got it or well um, here's the thing up until just now i didn't realize this was a parody of the mary tyler moore show i thought that this was just a sketch and all the names of the characters were just written into the script an awful lot of times I was like, hmm, why does he keep calling him Ted? Why does he keep calling him? Okay, so now this makes sense. But... <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, and basically they come in and Mary Tyler Moore is sitting at her typewriter and Ted's like, ha, Mary, that's not how you spell Minneapolis or Minnesota or what the fuck ever. And he's like, oh, she's sleeping. And um, Mur, then, uh, yeah, Murray then goes over and he's like, I don't think she's sleeping. I think she's dead. And Ted's like, oh, he basically makes this joke that, oh, well, you know, she was, feel she was feeling a little sick earlier, so maybe it was that. And Murray's like, that's weird. That's not generally how that works. And um, Ted then says, well, you know, she wasn't feeling great. I wanted to clean out, cl clear out her pipes, so I put some Drano in her coffee. And it was like, what the fuck? And, you know, Ted was always the bumbling news guy and, like, you know, the kind of idiot prankster in the office. But it was literally just an entire sketch of the people doing impressions of um, characters in the Mary Tyler Moore show. And Gilda Radner played Rhoda. Um, Jane Curtin. No. Oh, Jane Curtin played Sue Ann, who in the Mary Taylor Moore show, she was the happy homemaker, but she was like the office bitch. And she just, she was like the cattiest gossip. And she was played by Betty White. Oh my gosh. So this is just Angela from The Office. Okay. I see. I, I also got that vibe because as soon as she found out that this girl died, she was playing at the funeral. It was so fucking funny. Yep. And yeah, so John Belushi played uh, Mr. Grant and. They made Ted go on air and read the press release about this murder and said what was the motive and uh, the motive was humor and I thought that was funny. Um, yeah. Well, it wasn't a press well, It was, yeah, he was supposed to confess on right. air to this crime because of the potential that he wins an award for his reporting and he had it, like, written out and... He couldn't read it because he was just so nervous, and he pronounced manslaughter like man's laughter, <laughs> and it was just, 
kind of silly. It, it was silly, but honestly, it th there were a few problematic... My god. <laughs> um, there were a few problematic uh, lines, but overall, I actually thought it was one of the better sketches in the show. It was a good sketch. I agree. The next sketch... I'm not so sure I'd say good. It was uh, titled <laughs> Mysteries in Medicine, and it was, oh my gosh, all you people who are doing that right now do not realize I'm recording. I could I could go out and tell them, but I don't know. Ugh, that's fine. Let's just get uh -huh. Sorry, guys. Um, <laughs> so it happens to you live with, like, seven other people. Yeah. Um, God, I love my quiet. It's so nice. Um, um, yeah, uh, so yeah, this was Medical Mysteries. It was basically about something called a blog diet. And I was like, what? Blog? That doesn't make any sense. But it wasn't the type of blog I thought of. But Jane Curtin is like at a dietitian. She gets kidnapped by Michael, o Michael O'Donoghue. So that checked. Um, and, uh, <laughs> There, it was, it basically ended up, the diet ended up being, oh, she was kidnapped and sent to this little hut, and she had to fight for fish to keep it away from this guy named Blog. But, like, Lorraine Newman was like, oh, I was 180, and then I was 120, and now I'm 50, but I want to be 10. And I'm like, oh my fucking god, like, considering how many people on the show had eating disorders, like, looking back, that wasn't cool. No, that's not cool at all. And I mean, I get using humor to cope with your issues. Yeah. But it was just uncomfortable, mm -hmm. the level of starvation that was supposed to be funny in a sketch. I was just not no. happy about it. I'm not and happy. Go ahead. Dr. Blog was... Who was that? That was... um. John Belushi, right? I believe it was John Belushi, but yeah, it turns out that it's a fucking simulation. Right, right. John Belushi is a doctor, and he's playing this blog character, but he's Dr. Blog, and the blog character was also, like, just, like, stereotypical Inuit clothing, and very, I don't know how to describe this other than I don't know. It was just it, not good. It uh, felt icky in a lot of ways. Yeah. And then, I believe, Steve Martin then came back out and did another few minutes of uh, stand-up. And he was talking about why he was depressed and something about his mother. And that just was like, what the fuck are you talking about? Um, it was a strange... Bit. Like a strange routine. All of the things that he talked about were just out of left field. I was like, sir, why are you talking? Like, yeah, because he was saying that he was mad at his mom. She asked to borrow $10 and then she couldn't pay him back. I was like, oh my God. Yeah. And then he's talking about how he's depressed because, you know, he misses his girlfriend. And they were together for three years, and they went to a party, and she got drunk, and they started fighting, and I guess she came in, and she begged me to drive her home, and I said, no, I didn't want to. She asked me again. I said, no, I didn't want to. Um, and God, I really miss her. 
she asked me again. I didn't want to, so I shot her. And it was like, way, where did that come from? Why? What the fuck? And that was the yeah. show. That was a whole episode, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ended on that. The good nights were backwards. The girls were all wearing these, like, bedazzled shirts that I thought were actually kind of cute. They were kind of cute. I agree. Um, but, yeah, what didn't really work for you tonight? This is tough, I think. Well, I'm going to have to go with the Mysteries in Medicine, Dr. Blog experience. Not so great. Mm-hmm. Yep. I'm gonna go with the same for what didn't work for me. Did you have runner-ups or a runner-up? Okay, so my runner-up, my first runner-up is the Mary Tyler Moore show parody. Okay. I didn't realize what it was as I was watching it, but I was enjoying it. I guess Looks of Books is my favorite. I don't know. Okay. Yeah, I would um, say I really enjoyed... Um, my runner-ups would be uh, the Gary Weiss film in Milk, Tide, because I actually thoroughly enjoyed both of those. Okay, maybe I should go back and rewatch Milk, because, I don't know, it was just... I wasn't in the headspace after seeing that Steve Martin banjo act... To really take in all of what you're saying about milk. Yeah, their transitions this year, this season have been very weird. It's like, you have to be, and I mean, I'm not going to say that doesn't happen with current SNL, but like, it happens less often where you're like, oh shit, that was dark, and then like, they expect you to go right into the next sketch and like, just be in the mood for it. Um, but yeah, my best was the Mary Tyler Moore uh, parody. Nice. Yeah. So, yeah, that is it for us this week. We will record, we will post this as soon as humanly possible because it's been a while. Um, and then we will record again mid next week for season two, episode six. Yeah, that's just by Buck Henry, right? Uh huh. Very exciting. Yeah. Yeah. Well, anyways. Um, you can find us on uh, all major podcast platforms. Wherever you find your favorite shows, just go there and we'll be there. And if we're not, you can find us on Twitter, YouTube, Facebook, Reddit, Sat Night High Pod. Night spelled N-I-T-E on Twitter. <laughs> Dying, that was amazing. Um, and if you have a message that is longer than Twitter will allow, you can find us at uh, our Gmail is satnighthighpod, and we have a website, satnighthighpod.com. And... Yeah. <laughs> I'm Steph. And I'm Gilda. Happy, Happy highs. Pride highs. Happy Pride Highs! Oh my god, yes! Oh, damn it. I wish I could edit this episode. That is so much better. Happy Pride Highs. All right. <laughs> Bye, y'all.